Parsha's Truma, as you may know, revolves all around the instructions for the construction of the Mishkan, which might make you wonder why, in fact, the Parsha is called Parsha's Truma and not something like Parsha's Mishkan. Maybe you might argue that it would have been more appropriate for the Parsha to be known as Parsha's Mikdash, as the Pasuk pretty early on in the Parsha states, Vi'asuli Mikdash v'shachanti b'socham, that Hashem commanded that we construct a mikdash or a temple so that he may dwell among us. And even so, you might argue further that, yeah, it might have made sense, but we know that the name of the Parsha always comes from one of the earliest significant words in the Parsha, which in this case is the word truma. And then he says, He commands that we take this truma or this elevated portion as it's commonly translated and then through that elevated portion, we would construct the Mishkan. But even so, I still think that it's still quite strange for the following reason. Because if you look at the way the Chumash presents this command, the way Hashem in his speech presents the command for the construction of the Mishkan, Hashem starts off by asking for this truma, and then he proceeds to list what exactly the raw materials are that make up this project. And it's not till after listing the gold, the silver, the copper, the different kinds of wool, the spices, the oils. It's not until after that point, after presenting the entire wish list, that Hashem actually says, that Hashem tells us what in fact He wants us to do with the raw materials. What are we supposed to do with this quote-unquote truma? Maybe what the Chumash should have done was start off in the normal order. Tell us what we're working on. Tell us what the project is. And that will, you know, lay out the ground the groundwork for the project. What are we working on? We're working on creating a mikdash. And what will it take? It'll take all of these raw materials. Why, in fact, did Hashem give over the command in the reverse order, starting off with the raw materials and then only after telling us what, in fact, you're supposed to do with the raw materials? Another question that you might ask, is why in fact did Hashem have such an oddly specific wish list? And why did this wish list consist of a bunch of things that presumably God has no use for? Gold, silver, blue wool, red wool, purple wool. Does it really make a difference? Should it make a difference to God? Isn't the whole point of serving Hashem that Yes, to a certain degree, Hashem has ritualistic commands. But even so, why would Hashem require our riches? Uh, let, let, let each person you know, give what they can. And maybe something should come more from the heart. In fact, when Hashem commands that we give this truma, He says, That whatever a person's heart desires, whatever, whatever goodwill a person has, He wants to give something, so let him give. And if he's giving from his heart, let him give what he chooses. Why does it specifically have to be gold, silver, and so on and so forth? I think the answer to these two questions is very important, and they, uh, they're obviously very connected. In fact, the Parsha is called Parsha's Churma because, in fact, that is what it takes to make a Mishkan. You might think that, oh, yeah, you know, the goal 
goal is to build the Mikdash, to build the Mishkan. But what does it take to actually create a place where Hashem's glory will dwell? It actually takes devotion of our hearts. It takes a truma. It takes a part of us that we say this is going to be the elevated portion, the place where we make room for Hashem. That's what it takes. And that's what, that's what a, you don't have a Mishkan without a truma. And in fact, the essence of the Mishkan is in fact the truma. Because what is a Mishkan more than the place in this world where we allow Hashem to be? And that, I believe, is why Hashem asks us for our gold. Gold, very simply, is something that we value. It is our material wealth. You might say that, listen, Hashem should just allow us to choose exactly what it is we want to give Him. But God knows, and we know, more importantly, that it's those things that are hardest to give up, those things that are hardest to put aside for someone else, that obviously has the most significance and has the most impact. If we want to make room for Hashem in our lives, the only way to do it is to actually have our hearts in it. Rahman Ali Baboy, as the Gemara says. And if that's the way it's going to happen, that means that we're going to have to put something of real value toward it. Whether it's our time, whether it's our money, it's, going to, it's got to be something that we value. Only then do you have a truma. Only then do you have a mishkan and a mikdash. Only then do you summon the presence of Hashem. When we devote ourselves to Him, then Hashem will devote Himself to us and be among us.